Hey there, it's Monday, October 10th, 2022. And this is the M News Now, bringing you the latest information on what's happening in the cannabis industry. So get ready. President Biden issued his surprise announcement last week on pardoning all federal cannabis possession convictions, urging state governors to do the same, and directing the review of cannabis's status as a Schedule I drug. His announcement got everyone talking about it. Political analysts discussed the potential ramifications that this could have on the November elections. There was no one clear consensus on what that might be, though. Some say the action could stir opponents to cannabis legalization, who say that this is a step towards more crime. Tom Cotton, who is a Republican senator from Arkansas and a self-proclaimed tough-on-crime conservative, condemned the president's announcement. Cotton said, In the midst of a crime wave and on the brink of a recession, Joe Biden's giving a blanket pardon to drug offenders, many of whom pled down for more serious charges. But on the other hand, it seems that Biden's announcement is something that most of the country will agree with and support. Last year, a Gallup poll found that a record-high 68% of Americans are in favor of legalizing marijuana for recreational use. And several subsequent polls have also had similar results. Talk show host, political commentator, and comedian Bill Maher said jokingly, This is very smart, because a lot of people in this country, I don't know who any of them are, I don't know any of them, but a lot of people do smoke pot, and they do show up to vote. Not on the right day, but they do show. He also noted that while some say that Biden's too old to be president, he is the first to take this positive step for cannabis. Mayor joked, Yes, the old president. Credit to him, because Joe really doesn't know anything about pot. Another area that reacted swiftly to the president's announcement was the financial markets. Cannabis stocks surged on the announcement. Two of the largest publicly traded cannabis companies posted strong gains, with Tilray shares up 22 percent and Canopy Growth jumping 31 percent. Those have leveled a bit from their initial jump, but they are still up much higher than before the announcement. The Justice Department's Office of the Pardon Attorney, who is responsible for administering the pardons, is planning to implement a formal process and application for those eligible within the coming days. Benzinga News staff writer Joanna Scopel reported on a 156-member Republican study committee and their anti-cannabis stance. This Republican study committee was founded in 1973 by conservative activists to keep a watch on the House Republican leadership, which they saw at the time as being too moderate. There are currently nearly three out of four House Republicans who are members of this committee. The committee recently wrote what they call a family policy agenda. In it, they detail more than 10 ideological principles and more than 80 legislative recommendations for their Republican congressmen to follow. They write in it, that their objective with these principles and recommendations are to, quote, guide conservatives' work to restore the American family. The chairman of the committee is Republican Congressman Jim Banks from Indiana. He is highly conservative and does not personally support any form of cannabis. Banks' state of Indiana is only one of about nine states where no form of cannabis is legalized or decriminalized. Banks wrote in a press release about the committee's agenda. He said that families, quote, have lost control over child-rearing, and Republican leaders need to position themselves as the party of families. One section of the agenda is titled Protecting Children from Dangers of Drugs. In the report, it referenced states where cannabis has been legalized. They write, This has led to an explosion of marijuana use among children, which is having a hugely negative impact on their health. Congress should not legalize marijuana while also taking steps to constrain this new industry's ability to harm children. 
Their agenda also strongly insinuated that cannabis has a connection to violent crimes and suicides. They wrote, Studies should be done on THC use in adolescents with a special focus on deaths by suicide and those involved in violent crime to provide Congress and the public with further information about these dangers. Studies actually have already been done on suicide and violence in cannabis. Experts at Case Western Reserve University School of Medicine, Yale, Cato Institute, and the Reason Foundation all found that there is no correlation between cannabis use, violence, and suicide. And despite the majority of Republican congressmen backing this written agenda, their constituents don't agree. Several very recent polls have shown that a majority of Republican voters do support cannabis legalization for medical reasons, and about half of them support it for recreational reasons as well. So in this case, it doesn't appear that the leaders are actually representing their people. It's worth remembering that sometimes the pressure to go along with your party, to keep your job, or to stay in favor of those with more power can be very strong. So despite what constituents may want, a politician might feel their own personal need to go along with the committee or the committee's leader. But our representatives are supposed to represent us. Make sure you are letting your representatives know how you feel about cannabis and how you want to be represented. And more importantly, make sure you're voting for people who will actually represent you in government. Earlier this year, the mayor of the city of Amsterdam in the Netherlands announced that she wanted to ban tourists from accessing cannabis cafes in the city. Last week, the city council voted against this, leaving access still open for tourists to visit and partake in cannabis cafes in the city of Amsterdam. The mayor had argued that tourists coming for cannabis caused crimes and wreaked havoc. But the city council feared that banning tourists would increase illegal street trading and cause even more problems. No doubt the tourism money brought to the city was on their minds as well. Millions of dollars a year in tourism come from cannabis fans flocking to the city's cannabis cafes, and the whole city benefits from those tourists, not just the 167 cafes. There are also restaurants, hotels, retail stores, and more who benefit from the countless cannabis tourists and their dollars. Certainly those businesses that rely on this tourism are pleased that the cannabis cafes will remain accessible to tourists for the foreseeable future. A high-ranking U.S. official said he is cautiously optimistic that WNBA star Brittany Griner and former Marine Paul Whelan could be home by the end of this year. Former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Bill Richardson spoke with CNN on Sunday. He said that during his trip to Russia last month, he met with senior Russian officials, individuals close to President Vladimir Putin, to secure the release of Griner and Whelan. During the interview, Richardson was asked if he thought Griner and Whelan would be freed by the end of this year. Richardson sounded confident and said, I do think so. Now, I hate making predictions, but yes. The White House said last week it has yet to receive a serious counteroffer from Moscow. But Richardson, who has a long history of working to free Americans detained overseas, said in his interview that he sensed from Russian officials he met in Moscow that they are ready to talk, and he added, I'm cautiously optimistic on the Griner and Wheeler negotiations. That's all you need to know for today. Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates and follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later. <laughs>